This is the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 517, brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you. It's yours. Whose world is this? The world is yours. The world is yours. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Whose world is this? The world is yours. The world is yours. I sip the dumb peak, watching Gandhi till I'm charged and writing in my book of rhymes. All the words past the margin. The whole of mic I'm throbbing. Mechanical movement. Hello and welcome to the first iFanboy Pick Week podcast of 2016. This is episode 517. I did not plan that. My name is Ron Richards and I'm here with Josh Flanagan. That was a virtual minefield. Good work. And Connor Kilpatrick. We're back. We're back, baby. It's a new year. It's a new, fresh start. And uh, we here at iFanboy are here because we like comics. And every week we read a big old stack of them. And then one of us deems the book that we enjoyed the most. And we call that the pick of the week. And then we join back together here, like the, the, the strong team that we are, to talk about that book, other books, any other fun stuff, maybe some sad stuff, so maybe some weird stuff. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, also, we like sad to hear from stuff? you. Yeah, well, well, maybe later on like, the show later yeah. On. yeah later on that's that's what we call a tease in the business uh but yes no matter what it will be fun uh but i want to warn you that we're gonna talk about what happens in the comics that came out this week so uh spoilers beware if you haven't read your comics yet you might want to uh put them down and come back and listen after you've read them or just be warned uh so exercise some caution so to kick off 2016 mr josh flanagan what was the first pick of the year the first pick of the year of 2016 on this episode 517 was unfollowed number three and i didn't take any math in college so i want to go ahead and point that out this is a vertigo series from writer rob williams uh who uh who wrote royals masters of war last year uh or i guess last last year which we loved very much uh and artist mike dowling uh and various other people including uh, lettering superstar clem robbins um <laughs> when this first showed up i looked at it and i thought oh what a horrible attempt at a topical kind of thing it was like a hashtag of a comic book because it was called Unfollow and it was about this mysterious 140, which is, of course, a reference to uh, to Twitter.com. It's now now outdated reference. I yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. Let's, yes. <laughs> let's let's just watch what happens on that one. Uh, do you remember when Netflix changed their DVD services name for like a week? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and then they were like, we're taking it back. <laughs> I just realized that if you go to the DVD part of Netflix now, it's just called DVD.com. Really? Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, they own that. They make it difficult for you to get to the DVDs now. Yeah. They don't want you to. And and uh, maybe put some fucking movies in the streaming service. Maybe. Yeah. Let's Listen. not talk about this right now. Can we I, <laughs> offline? I, Let's offline this. I kind of, I kind of want to, and I bet you that there's. I'm gonna go. Thirty percent of the people at home kind of want us to also. <laughs> you see, that's fair. That is fair. Okay, yeah. so uh, the first issue, uh, I was like, all right, I'm gonna read but it. But hold on, hold on. When did you dismiss it? After the first issue, or I did not from, the, from the cover, or I, the I initially in my mind dismissed it, but I saw that it was Rob Williams, and I thought, oh, I really like that last thing he did, and and I want, I want Vertigo to succeed. They're they are making an effort this year, again, uh, like in the last few months, I think. I think they're they're turning around. I think there's yes. lot, I, I'm reading three Vertigo books right yeah, now, and I want that yeah. to be the thing. And there's like yeah. even the books that I'm not reading, I'm like, okay, there's something interesting about that. Doesn't mean that they're all for me, but there's they're putting stuff out there in a way that. Nine months ago, they weren't, and so I'm I'm happy about that, and I want to support it. So I picked it up, I read it, um, we talked about that. I, I enjoyed it; it was pretty good. Second one, I laid it out a little better, and we we got what was going on. Um, and this third one came along, uh, and I was almost looking forward to it at this point, uh, even though my again I'm like, oh, it's almost, 
Almost. Well, as much as, as much as I can, anything. I was really looking forward to this issue. I think that this is slowly... I mean, we're going to talk about this specific, specific issue in a second, but yeah. uh, it's been building. I think that the art's fantastic and the story's good. I was really ex- happy when yeah, it came out. Yeah, and I, and I, I, try, I tried the you know, after cringing at the title and, and the, the, the log line of the concept, I tried the first and second issue and was intrigued but didn't know where it was going. And, and with this issue, and Josh will tell us about it, but it was like, ah, okay, I see. So Yeah, and, I mean, and that's kind of the point. That was what impressed me is that so, – so basically the story goes that this super rich dude is dying – uh, and and he has made a list, supposedly randomly generated list of 140 people in the world who will split up his fortune. Uh, he's worth 18.42 billion, which means that everybody uh, is going to get 130 something million dollars uh, of the 140. Like they get it automatically. And he, he literally flies them all to his private island, right. and, uh, and, the, and he wears and the, he wears a Bond villain uniform. And the and the idea was that he wanted to take his fortune and bring together humanity. Yes. And and so like it's a random sampling, you know, like it's yeah. So so, and and it's all well and good, and it's kind of interesting. And these sort of different, the drawing, the driving thing here for me so far has been that all of some the members of the one hundred and forty that we've met are very diverse uh, in in who they are and their personalities, uh, and and they're just sort of a bunch of really strange characters. Um, and that was I think the the first couple was more yeah. about setting, setting the stage and sort of. You know, in the old cliche, gathering the team. You know, yeah. we've just been meet, we've just been meeting just, a handful of these 140 people. But also just figuring out what what is this? What does this mean? What are we What right. are we doing here? And so it was like I wasn't sure, and which is sort of what Ron said. I, I wasn't sure what we were doing here, but it was interesting enough to keep going with it. Um, and in this one, it's basically revealed uh, one of the people was killed, and I think that happened in the first issue. I didn't go back and check on it, but I think there was like there was a murder at the very beginning of the first issue. Um, well, I, th- I think it had, it had to happen here because the, the number automatically changes when someone dies. Oh, right. No, you're right. So yeah. Somebody did get killed in the beginning. Maybe we don't understand that yet. Um, doesn't matter. Um, <coughs> so basically we're set up with this sort of dastardly plan where there's 139 of you left. Oh, by the way, if one of you were to kill all the other 138, you'd get all the money. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, the, the, more, yeah, the, more people die, the bigger your share gets, yeah. and then yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, so, and I and I what I liked about it is that this is pretty routine, sort of you know Saturday man matinee hunt, kind man of hunt thing. man kind of thing. Yeah, and I and I it's dangerous game. I liked that that was where it went because I wasn't expecting it for one thing, and two, I was like, oh, it's just that's satisfying, that's fun, and also that we didn't get to learn that until the end of the third issue. Yeah, yeah. and they res- basically, I'm like, I feel like I'm respected as a reader. Like you're you're letting the story go at its own pace, um, and I was interested enough to stick with it this long. Uh, I liked it. There was a sex scene on the plane. There's a man with a panther head of some kind. There's a lot going on here. And like the girl on the plane, I'm super interested in her. I don't get it at all. Uh, she's already wealthy. Yeah, she's, she's already a wealthy, disaffected heiress. Um, I was I was in for this series. Into this issue, and then the end of it, I was like, "Oh, okay, right here we yeah. go. This is going to be fun." And I, I think we should talk about Mike Dowling. We absolutely should. Is really good. He's the artist in this issue in this comic. He does the art, and I guess the, the inks as well. He has sort of a quietly Steve Lehola, however you say that that last name. Leia, 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 Hola, yeah, Leia, that guy. I don't work here anymore. <laughs> uh, sort of very tactile and very delicate in his pencil work. I'll tell you what it feels yeah. like. It feels like Vertigo artwork. Yes. Yeah. That's Very true. much so. And I think if you were to look back at like issues of um, 
Lucifer or something like that, uh, which was, God, that was uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan Kelly and uh, the other guy, Peter something. I forget. But it feels Dinklage. like that. Huh? Peter Dinklage? It was not. I don't think. I, I don't want to go on. I don't want to go out and completely say it was <laughs> Peter Dinklage, but I'm <laughs> almost certain it wasn't. Um, it, was, <laughs> it was the guy who drew the unwritten, which I can't think of at the moment. <laughs> but it sort of fits in with that, even with the unwritten. Peter, Kraus- Peter Krause. Nope, nope, not him. No. Also, uh, that's that's wrong. Peter Krause uh, right. is the actor from Six Feet Under, but Peter Krause right. uh, is the artist from Irredeemable. Right. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, They're that's... spelled the same, but yeah. not pronounced the same. Peter DeCruz? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to talk about the book instead of looking it up because it doesn't okay. really matter. Uh, I, went to, and then... I went to elementary school with Peter DeCruz, so it probably wasn't him. What if it was, though? That'd be interesting. That'd be, Pe- I, I would I'm going to say Peter Gross. Peter Gross. Because that is correct because I just looked it up. Yes, it is Peter Gross. <laughs> you know who popped into my head when you said Peter Gross? Michael Gross. Exactly. Family Ties Michael Gross, who I, by the way, consider to be the er TV dad. Especially he, he just did a Hallmark Christmas movie yeah. with his Meredith, with Meredith Baxter Burney as Mr. Mrs. Claus. When he pops in your head, with beard or without? With. 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 Okay. Always and also, what Come with, on. What with the recent Cosby issues, I think he really has he's solidified his spot there. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, he's a hippie. So. Yeah, but he worked for a public TV station. He's my—he's the dad I always wanted, is what he is. <laughs> now this is so. One of the conversations that we had going in is how are we going to make this show better this year and make it more. And it was to sort of stay on track a little bit. And uh, let's see how far are we in here? About ten minutes in, and we have failed in a big way. And I think that this is—you uh, know—it's—it's—it's it's, it's not respectful to to Misters uh, Williams or Downing. And I'm sorry it's about Peter that. Peter Gross's fault. It's Peter Gross's fault. No, but I, I think I think collectively, uh, I don't know if I would have made this my pick of the week, but I definitely see where you, where it's coming from. You being, you know, someone who's into Vertigo and this sort of thing, and I enjoyed this a lot. I mean, like yeah, I, I'm, I'm I really got... intrigued as to where this goes because now this is the crazy billionaire brings a bunch of people to an island and sets them up to kill each other. That's a, that's a fun premise. I mean, and, you know, and like he very much has like a philanthropist kind of vibe to him, except yeah. that he's he's dressed like Blofeld. <laughs> is that and a weird I, shirt? Should I not have bought that one over Christmas? It's it looks, totally looks like a Luke Sky, looks like a Luke Skywalker Return of the Jedi shirt. Actually, yeah, it doesn't have any buttons. That's a bad sign right away. And <laughs> uh, you know, like he's hiding the fact that if you look at him, this is actually a really nice art thing, and they didn't yeah. call it out, but they did it. Is that he's talking to all of the the one forty from like sort of a like a ledge above them, and you can't see. It just looks like a like a lectern in front of him, sort of. And then as you come to the other side of it, you can see there's a walker right in front of him. There's a bunch of oxygen tanks and an IV. It's like they FDR giving a speech. Yes, exactly. So And that's really subtle. And I just, I like that about it. I like that the sort of story and, and adventure of this is seems like it's straight out of like a, a 1960s movie. Mm-hmm. But the way yep. it's done is a very subtle and modern comic book approach to it, um, which I think is what I'm coming to expect from Rob Williams, basically. You know? It's not, no, well, it's not it, breaking the, the the mold of anything, but it's it's done really well and it's interesting. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, to a certain degree, I mean, this has got echoes of what was it, Avengers Arena, or whatever the Dennis yeah. Hulk, yes. the you know, like echoes of that. But then also, also a little bit of you know, like it's it's a Mad 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 World or like those wacky kind of six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm I, I think it's cool. I think I agree with you. I think the art is is uh, really intriguing and uh, the presentation of the different characters. Like we're not going to meet all 139 of these people, what but we we're going to. Well, if we do, that'd be interesting. There's but Peter I doubt. Gross, it. There's Michael Gross. They're in there. <laughs> but uh yeah i think it's, it sets up an interesting uh interesting world to go visit and see what happens and where this goes you know because like, I, I have no I, idea where it's going i so. think i think this is probably my pick as well yeah i, I, I came to the end 
And and I closed it. And I was like, what? you know what? That feels like a pick of the week. But I wasn't really expecting it either, so I hadn't really considered it until I just sort of finished it. And then I was like, all right, I'm gonna keep that in my back pocket. And I read the rest of my books, and it was a pretty clear choice for me. I think. Great yeah. art, intriguing characters, fun premise. New, um, new doesn't feel like the other comics I'm reading. That's, yeah, that's a big that's big for me right now. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because uh, we've read a lot of comics. Is the point. Um, so I have I I had a problem with Star Wars and Darth Vader. But I am going to take full responsibility of this myself. Uh-oh. I read them out of order. Oh well, it's right there on the cover. I know, Josh. but like oh. the thing is this: I look forward to reading Darth Vader, Vader down. So I just saw it and I started reading it. Vader and I down. Was like that didn't make any Vader down. Didn't make any sense. And then I went to read Star Wars. So here's what I did: I read Darth Vader again after I read Star Wars. Wow! I, I did that for the show. You double dipped. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not complaining about it. I'm yeah. telling you. Oh, you know, how'd that work out? Worked much better that way. Okay. Good. <laughs> it should it should be noted here that we have moved up Star Wars corner to the top of the show. Well, yes. I mean, uh, how do you? I just it's a. <laughs> I can't think of Akbar's race right now, and it's really bothering. Mon, Mon, Mon Calamari. Calamari. Okay, cause it's a Mon Calamari head on a robot body with four lightsabers. Yeah. Named Carbon. Very uh, echo, echoes of Grievous. Quite, I oh. guess. I don't. Yeah. I don't really remember most of that, to be honest with you. Uh, um. I don't know that I love the ending of this, but I'm intrigued by it still. I will. This whole little event, this Vader down thing, sucked me back in totally. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was when, when it comes down to it. I mean, it, this whole however many issues this event was uh, take place over the span of like it feels like two hours. You know, like yeah. it, it's like Vader crashed. They're like Vader down. They're all going for it, and then just a ton of crazy shit happens, and it's just like one thing after another. Like the pace was so fast, and it ended kind of abruptly, and it ended with everyone kind of shrugging and just kind of going their separate ways. But that's how it goes, you know. Well, like that's you know, like well, the, yeah, the, they got other movies they got to get to. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, <laughs> they can't kill anyone or anything like that, except Carbon, whoever the hell that is. Um, <laughs> But it did, you know what it felt like? It felt like one of those little mini crossovers that are kind of fun, that are not overbearing. They're not with you for six, seven months, but like two or three books get together and they do a storyline and every week you get a piece or two of it. And then, you know, it feels kind of big and fun and moves fast and then it's over. And I was like, oh, that, that was good. That was what this was. And I have noticed that a lot of the things that were bothering me about the Star Wars series at the start of it, like, wait, can you do this? Like, they're not bothering me anymore. Yeah. Because uh, they're doing a good job. Yeah, uh, I, I think yeah, I think this is this all worked. This is a great little moment. This feels like it could have been just been a movie, you know. Like it, it, it feels like you know they they put the pieces on the board, told the story, gave us some great action, gave us some great moments, um, and it ends with the gang back on the Falcon. C three PO doesn't have arms, and, and uh, there is the question of of what did Darth Vader do there and why. Yeah, exactly. Which is going to lead to the next, you yeah. know, phase. Yeah. yeah. So I think it was a success. Good job, you know, Kieran Gillen, Jason Aaron, Mike Diodato, and uh, Salvador Larocca. I know, will like say, it. I will say, you can bring back Eminem at any goddamn time you want. I know because, uh, yeah, I didn't love the art. Yeah. Well, the, the art, the art was really the only th- on both sides. Uh, Diodato had there were moments where I was like, oh, Diodato. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, and then and then I would get to another page. I'm like, oh, okay, there's the Diodato I remember. You know, like it was well, it was a little inconsistent. But uh, Laroca, like I said in a previous issue of Vader, I feel like is starting to feel the burn of doing a you know a yeah. year. You know, yeah. 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 So well, you know, he can do he can do robots and Vader's really well, and we get to there's some there's some rough Wookies. Well, yeah, some rough Wookies. There's Wookie inconsistency. 
And the, the real challenge is that uh, the, uh, it, it seems as if Marvel or Lucas or who Lucasfilm or whomever. It's not Lucas. They, they not Lucas. Definitely not Lucas. <laughs> um, they really just want Marco Chicato to be doing everything. I get that feeling because of the photo referency. And he did uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin number yeah. one, which came out this week, which I, 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 couldn't, uh, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do it either. I, but, I, uh, I like I like Charles Soule's work a lot. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's yeah. a bridge too far. And I'm sorry. And also, I didn't want to have to judge it. I just I yep. just I moved, backed away. Exactly. Low. But uh, but Vader down is a success. Vader down. Vader down. That's the so, last time we get to say that. You really you really grabbed onto my Vader down meme. Vader down. <laughs> you have you know well, you've got Jessica. Say. He's not a, he's not a dead inside. No, I know. Um, all right, so uh, c- continuing the all new, all different Marvel relaunches that seems to be never ending. Um, we finally get a new edition of Uncanny X Men. Uncanny X Men number one came out, and uh, being the X Men fan and being the loyalist to Uncanny X Men, I was like, all right, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna do this. Uh, you know, from what I read, the team seemed really interesting. It's it's Magneto, Sabretooth, Psylocke, uh, Monet, and uh, and Angel, who's back in his Arc Archangel kind of. You know, uh, apocalypse, which I like. I like that look. Um, very and, similar lineup to uh, what's coming out in the movie. In that next, this, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's very actually. It's a good point. I didn't realize that. It's very similar to the Horseman of the Apocalypse uh, in the in the upcoming movie. But uh, Cullen Bunn, solid writer, great, and oh, it's Greg Land. That's why I did not read this. I had my Same. finger over the, I had my finger yeah. over the download button, and I went, I was about to press it, and I went, oh, never mind. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I try to give it the benefit of the doubt. And, and in Greg Land's defense, it I don't know what he's doing, did or di- doing differently, but it didn't feel as obnoxious as previous times Land has been on the X-Men in terms of the photo tracing and all that sort of stuff. It actually there, it felt it going through it. It felt there were a couple of panels. I'm like, oh, OK, that's actually more cartooning. Like that's actually actually drawing. OK, cool. But then but then you get to a page where there's a action pose and it's totally like it's the same old land crap that we deal with, you know, that we that we that we expect. Um, that said, uh, the story, you know, we still don't know what's going on in the in the world of the mutants and why Storm and her faction are over in limbo and what, you know, like you get the sense that all the everything's all in kind of chaos and everyone's trying to fend for their own for, fend for themselves. And I don't really know why this team of Magneto and Psylocke and Sabretooth are all together doing what they're doing. But, you know, I'm I'm contractually bound to read Uncanny X-Men, so I will find out. So. Shouldn't you have stopped reading all comics? Yeah, that's no. what it is. You were contractually bound to stop when they renumbered. That was the deal you made. We, you, yeah. you said it in front of Jason Aaron at San Diego Comic Con that you would drop <laughs> all comics if they ever re. re I didn't you know, say all comics. Renumbered. Yes, you did. I didn't if say they all ever comics. renumbered Uncanny X Men. You were out. <laughs> I was out for X Men, not for all comics. <laughs> so, okay. So you're you're reading X Men. Listen, all right. It's, it's old habits. Sometimes die hard. you say things at the con. It doesn't mean anything. Exactly. Stuff, stuff, stuff that's said at the con stays at the con. Forget that's it, Jake. Thing. It's just the con. Yeah, so, so. Um, Ron, I've never done hallucinogenic drugs before, okay. but I feel like reading Paper Girls is kind of similar because lots of things are going on. I'm very confused. I'm not. People are talking, but I don't understand what they're saying. Everyone looks weird. It's 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 I'm, interesting because I want to talk. Scared, Ron. I want. You, it's okay, Connor. All right. Well, first uh, we're going to talk you down from this. First, uh, <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember what you took? <laughs> was, it, was it the brown stuff? Because I would like to point that I put my finger in my ear, similar to Dan Aykroyd as Jimmy that Carter. Was a great I said, it, that was, 
But uh, for all those of you who remember the Siren Alive from 1977. Um, but anyway. Uh, sure you don't remember it from 77. No, no. I think I remember it from 89. Anyway, uh, I wanted to talk about Paper Girls 4 because I feel like after the first issue came out, we haven't really talked about it or revisited it. And, and the thing is, it vexes me a bit because I totally. feel like I feel like it's 85 percent there. Yeah, right? I, I feel like there's a Brian K. Vaughan conundrum happening right now. I agree. <laughs> we were all very excited for his return to comics after uh, working in television. And uh, he has uh, four books, uh, Saga, The Private Eye, that We Stand on Guard, Paper Girls. Was there, was there another one? No, that's well, the new one, The Barrier one. So. Right, it hasn't come out yet. Right? Oh, right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We only had one issue of it. Um, I feel like Saga and the Private Eye feel like a Vaughn comic. And I, uh, We Stand on Guard did not feel at all like a Vaughn comic. And this one is just really weird. It felt like it at first. The first issue did, and then it took a really hard right turn, and I don't know what I'm reading. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, is that Cliff Chang is one of my favorites, and I, I think you guys enjoy mm-hmm. him as well, too. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. killing it on this. I mean, visually, it looks great. And mm-hmm. the, you know, Matt Wilson on the colors is, you know, they're, they're such a great team. Um, and this particular issue had what I loved was a just a great in the middle of the issue. One of, one of the girls, uh, of the paper girls, gets grabbed by this uh, alien monster and has a flashback of her life. And it's just uh, three pages of her playing Arkanoid. Or yeah. four pages of her playing Arkanoid, which like was was like a like what in, the hell in uh, nine panel grids. It was a lot yeah. of Arkanoid playing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it was it was great. I thought I loved it. I thought it was great. Is that like the guy. I feel like that's the kind of thing where where Cliff was either like, all right, cool, or all right. Well, what was great is that in these, I mean, honestly, these four pages could stand on their own because you see the passage of, the, the idea was that this alien thing grabs her by the neck and she sees her life flashing before her eyes, but all she sees is herself playing Arkanoid on, on Nintendo Entertainment System over the span of, like, two years, and you see, like, you see a Christmas tree, you see New Year's stuff, you see it's raining, you see it's snowing. She's bigger. Yeah. yeah, she's on the phone, like, her dad's reading the paper while she's playing, like, the sprinklers are going off, you see her get excited when she gets to later round, then you see it later on where she's just tired and she's you know frustrated at it and then like and after that happens all the character can say is god why didn't i just stop playing that game (laughs) (laughs) and which i felt as if was a a very private eye-esque thought you know like it was like like wow bkv really is passing a lot of judgment on a lot of the things that have become culture Mm -hmm. you know um which i think is that's been his thing yeah no exactly exactly but yeah i don't know what the hell's going on here either and i keep waiting for he, I keep waiting for the decoder ring or the the moment where we find out. And well, this is issue four. four. I mean, just unlike on Fallout with issue three this week, we we, we got a yeah. strong sense of the story. I don't have a strong sense of the story so far, yeah. and and that people have made that claim against Saga, but I think they're very different books. Saga, you understand from the beginning, what, saga. it was a it was a saga. It was a space opera. But you, and you understood I, I what, the, what the premise was too. And you're, like, you're following these characters stakes, through generations. Yeah I, don't, yeah, I don't know the stakes of this story. Yep. Uh, just crazy things keep happening every three pages, and I don't. Yeah, I don't uh, know why. Arkanoid was hard. I remember. Arkanoid Ar- was hard. It was a lot of fun, though. It was like, 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 like they'd be like, "Oh, they, oh, they have Arkanoid. All right, well, we'll play that." I, I kind of wanted to play Missile Command instead, but. Well, I was impressed. I was, I was impressed because not only was she playing Arkanoid on Nintendo, but she had. It looks as if she had the controller with the dial. The, yeah, the dial. Yeah, totally. The, the right, left, the 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 turning dial as opposed the, to the, the paddle. Yeah. The paddle, yeah, yeah. Oh, which that was the, on Nintendo. 
Yeah, it was on Nintendo. Because yep. I had Atari with the paddles. I yeah, I, that's what I paddles. actually thought this was a mistake in the art. It should have been an Atari. It should have been. No, 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 no. I played Arkanoid on Nintendo. I totally played yeah, the, the, the controller. Yeah, the you had yeah. a paddle controller? You, yeah, they sold Arkanoid with a paddle controller. Oh. They mm. did. You remember the Max controller? That had a different kind of thumb. No, the Max controller was more. Oh, now we're really up. But the Max controller was more like the future. You know, PlayStation or Xbox controller. It had those little, you know, like. Yeah, in but the, it also like the yes. thumb, the yeah. control pad had like a sliding, yes. thing so that, that your finger didn't actually move yeah, yeah. off of it. No, I I have it right. I just googled it right now. They, I t- totally am correct. They sold uh, Taito. Hey, you don't need to get. You don't need to get snotty about it. No, no, I'm, I'm no, I'm, I'm happy. I'm I totally correct, is what you said. I mean, guys, I'm happy I remembered it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I thought it was crazy, but uh, no, it's a Tato, T A I T O, the company that made it. They sold it on NES, and they sold a paddle controller that just had one, um, had a dial and had a button. Were there other and, games you could play besides Arkanoid, or was that it? No, it actually says Arkanoid on the paddle. Oh, uh, wow, that's yeah. so that's commitment. You had to really like Arkanoid. Well, it's like getting the gun for Duck Hunt. Yeah, well, or other Ar- games they just didn't. I mean, if you think about Arkanoid, Arkanoid was basically just Breakout, but they added all the power ups and boosts and all that sort of stuff, and they really took it further than Breakout ever went. You know, I thought Arkanoid was way more um, uh, exciting as a game. You know? I think that we should probably talk about the next book. <laughs> Say it because you were about to go deep. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. Um, really going to go deep on Arkanoid. Table that. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe we'll do another podcast about Arkanoid. Put Arkanite a pin so. in it. Um, Paper Girls, I'm, uh, yes, I don't know what's going on, but but the Cliff Chang art keeps me coming back. Like Every time I read an issue, I'm, I'm satisfied because of that. I want I, to like it more than I do. So do I. And what I'm expecting is I'm expecting either next issue, either issue five or issue six, to be— well, It's got either, to, but, right, because that's the first trade arc. It's got to exactly. you got to know what's going on by the end of the first arc. Exactly. That, that's what I'm waiting for. So we'll see. Speaking of endings, the fade out number 12 ended probably my favorite image book of the last 12 months. Uh, this was the classic L.A. noir crime story ending in which our hero finds out who was the killer, finds out why the starlet was killed, why maybe, she died, who did maybe it. Maybe that happened. I think, I mean, maybe I think it, you know, maybe it, ha- maybe it happens this way. I don't, I'm not saying. I don't know. But uh, what's great about it is no, you know, there's no justice. There's no vengeance. There's no happy ending. It's a very, you know, L.A. Is no, you know, there's L.A. noir is a you know, subgenre yeah. of crime, and it's a very, uh, very much in that vein. And where, where finds our hero stumbling down, is it uh, Sunset Boulevard? He is that he's on um, with a bottle of booze. I, I, I think you keep saying our hero, and and you know Charlie is uh, not quite heroic. But, you know, no, I, I know that. I, I just mean I like that. I like that subversion basically, and I liked that about this is that as you got towards the end of this, there were several ways in which he could have been happy, had he been able to swallow it. And why? Why I mean it. ways, I mean girls. Like, well, he just he, can't. He can't do it. He's got so many demons, from, not just from the war, but also from all the things that have happened since the war, that uh, he just can't be happy. And uh, I also like the you know. In the intervening months, this has been coming out, going to see Trumbo. I'm reading the Trumbo biography right now. And so tying this all into the Red Scare in Hollywood is, is very interesting. And yeah. this was a really fantastic. Well, I feel like that's Hollywood and Boulevard. S- and yeah, Star- think, there's no stars in the street, though. There isn't after, like, just past, uh, uh, high, just as you go west of Highland, they, they stop. No, no, I mean, I mean in, the, in these drawings, there are no stars in the street. No, oh, there were less then. 
Yeah. True. Um, but I think uh, speaking of the drawing, I think one of the biggest. This is the. I think this is the best thing Brubaker and Sean Phillips have done. And after reading the issue, then I went back and I reread it, but not reading it, just looking at the art. Yeah. And there are some panels in here that are just amazing. I'm gonna like, miss you, Dottie. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. The the well, the the uh, lips on the gla- on the mirror. Yeah. Those are yeah. that was pretty fantastic. Yeah. yeah. That's, I think well, that's if you look at Betty Brightweiser. Look at the finale where he's walking, stumbling down the street, and suddenly the panels get all canted, and yep. images get stretched, and uh, you know you really feel his despair. Sean, I mean, yep. I've, I, I used to say, I feel like I used to say it all the time that Sean Phillips is is one of the best storytellers in comics, and he does it in a completely unflashy way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, yeah. This is he draws big a, butts, and he, he cannot lie. And this is, I mean, I'm it's not. amazing. This is amazing. I mean, like when uh, imagine when this is all into one nice hardcover. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. It's gonna. Yeah. This is this is po- this is one of the best things they've ever. This done. This is gonna be a popular gift I give out next year. I, um, I, also, I just. Yeah. yeah. It was. It was. I like that it ended. Like I don't yeah. feel like I've been. Like, I don't feel like it's I've been reading this forever. I know. Yeah. But, like there's so many things where I'm like, boy, I've, I feel like I've been reading this for two years and I don't know why I am anymore. Well, that, well, that's like Even I mean things that, that I started yeah. out liking. I mean that that's I mean that's the thing like like with like Fatal probably went along long longer you know like what was like five or six trades or whatnot you know like this just being two trades one hardcover twelve issues like this is just great it just focuses on the storytelling and do them doing what they do well and it's contained and it's done and it, I, I, you know and I they announced at the back of this issue that they're going to be doing a criminal novella to celebrate the tenth anniversary of criminal which is awesome but like you know this is right now I feel like they're at a high point and and do um, more of these yeah, these kinds of stuff. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The final line, and he wants to scream, but he doesn't. Is fantastic. Yeah, it's great. So, this is this is these guys that both in their sweet spots. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, I wanted to. I guess probably don't need a lot of time, but I wanted to t- touch on Doctor Strange, uh, number four. I don't see. I know that everybody likes Doctor Strange a lot, and I don't tend to think of him as a character that I like a lot. Um, so I guess it took this team and this sort of take, and I don't even know if this is an unusual take on Doctor Strange as a character, but I'm really enjoying this is my point. Cool. I really like the world and also the subworld that's going on. I liked, boy, the bits about the ancient one, uh, you know, talking about punches, you know, and how the magic takes a toll on you. That's really interesting. It's sort of a, a very different spin than the sort of endless ammunition that these characters always seem to have. Like they can always just do spells. Yeah, and and I like and I like there's a mo- there's a moment in it where you know where the girl says you know that's impossible and Strange says no that's not uh, that's not in my you know I don't know that word yeah you know and like that idea of this like almost like you know challenges of the unknown like you know like this this world where anything can happen and and you know and and now when Strange is put up against something that seems seems impossible like that's a great conflict you know right the, the, now there's a toll on there's a, there's a, there's yeah. a p- price to pay for this. Exactly, and it was it was uh, when he showed up in the Invincible Iron Man, which we're not talking mm-hmm. about this week. Like that was also clearly that was referenced. Like there was a mm-hmm. there was a through line to that. Um, I don't know. He just he seems pretty beat, and that's uh, it's rough for him. He's got to eat gross food, and there's a lot of interesting yeah. ideas here that I think expand on on the myth of this character. And even if it only exists in this story, that's that's fine. Also, fine, you know, like you know, Bachelos or Bachalo or however you say Bacce- it, Bachello, Bachello, you know, like. Boy, he's the right guy for this. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, a hundred percent. And it's one of those things like artists would like. Oh, I'd love to draw. If I was, if I was a guy who was wanted to make my living doing comic books for Marvel, I'd be really happy if I was doing this book. Yeah, totally. Good. It's good stuff. Yeah. Just so if you on that. Yeah, 
We'll check in on how you can help iFanboy in this in this new year. Go to iFanboy.com slash support. That's where you can find your Amazon link. And everyone who did that over the holidays with, to do your shopping, we thank you very much. I'll pat myself on the back. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, you can continue to support us that way. While we call your Amazon purchases to iFanboy.com slash support. We get a little piece of that sale. You don't lose any money, just Amazon does, and uh, everyone's happy, and the show keeps going, and we get to buy new microphones and things, and it's wonderful. Uh, another way you can help us out is by becoming an iFanboy member for 3 bucks a month or 30 bucks a year. You can uh, help us out directly, and uh, you become our favorite people in the world. You can also just go there and uh, be- give us any random donation you want. And no crazy billionaires like an unfollow came, up, came through in 2015. What? We're hoping 2016 will get one. This well, that's said, that's, but that, that said, though, I mean, as much as we'd love a crazy centric billionaire, I was reviewing the 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 end of December, beginning of January, and actually a large number of you gave us uh, donations at the end of the year, and we want to thank everybody who did that for every dollar counts. Um, and there were some very very generous people, not in the billions, but let's just say. Well, t- I'm just saying, if a, if the guy shows up and says, "Here's 18 billion, but you know, this for the yeah. last I fanboy standing," I'll that's fine. Well, what you're doing, <laughs> you're paying attention. Like basically, it's long tail theory versus the one percent. Yeah. You want to put a bunch of them together? Do you want to pay attention to all those people? Or are you just trying to try to bag the whale. Well, if you, I'm just saying, if he wants to put us in a room and say, "Here's 18 billion dollars," you know, for the guy. Who I'm not going to say no, or... Connor. No, <laughs> to 18 billion dollars. Although, I would totally be happy with a third of that, and I wouldn't want to kill either of you. I yeah, exactly. You I know, would. Not, like, I don't want to, but if, if that's part of the rule, if that's well, part well, of the thing. Oh, because nobody gets it unless that happens. Exactly. Well, no, I, I like, because I, I also like, going back to a follow on follow. He never says you have to kill each that other. That was the good part. Actually, that's honestly yeah. the good part about it. That's not the rule. It's, right. Hey, listen, you can if you want. I'm going to leave this here. It's, it's yeah. like the Joker in the, yeah. the Dark Knight. It's yeah, like yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the test of your humanity. Yeah. Anyway, anyway the point is, if you want to set up the scenario up, take a flash out to the Bahamas. We'll we'll go for that. Sure, yeah, that's I, fine. Yeah, I think we all agree on that. So everyone who goes to <laughs> fm.com slash support and helps us out in, in last year and the coming years, uh, we thank you very much. I don't know that we're making the case for the other people. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll even live stream it. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's, there's oh, your carrot. Wow. There's your carrot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> all right, well, moving on uh, into the world, uh, back into the world of comics. Um, so Nova number three came out this week, and uh, if you remember, I really, really liked Jerry Duggan's t- uh, run on Nova, and I was kind of upset to see uh, other people taking it, but that said, um, R- Sean Ryan is writing it, Corey Smith's doing the art. I just really like it. It's, fun. it's just really, it's, fun. It's, a, it's a lot of fun. This has a lot of there was a, a moment of Nova and Miles Morales and Ms. Marvel having lunch on this on on a ledge and then dealing with with uh, with Moloids and like for a moment it felt like young, youthful, energetic Marvel and I liked it. The, know, only, like the only thing I'd say against it is that uh, you know Nova's I think I think he's younger than the other two characters and they drew he, they were drawn to yeah. all be the, sort of the same age. Yeah, like suddenly yeah. Miss Marvel went from being like 16, 17 to being like 12. Yeah. And then uh, I thought her voice was a little off. But other than that, I thought it was a super fun issue. Yeah. No, I, I, I just love it. I love I, – I, I don't know. I like this character, Sam, as Nova and uh, dealing with the stuff that he's dealing with and learning the powers and doing all that stuff. I just think it's a, it's a good time. It's a good comic book time. So, so uh, many years ago – I think it's many years ago at this point. Uh, there was a good comic book time provided by Image Comics, uh, Joe Kelly. Uh, and and four eyes and uh, Max Fiumara, Fiumara, yep, Fiumara. I might be saying that wrong. Uh, and it was a little mini series about a kid uh, and dragons, uh, and I liked it very much. And also, we we were like, who's this Fiumara guy? He's he's quite good. Um, and so what we now have here is a new mini series. Uh, I think mini, I assume, because uh, I don't think Fiumara is doing this monthly. Um, 
where we're back to this. Uh, Four Eyes Hearts of Fire, number one, by that same team, uh, Joe Kelly and Max Fiamora. Uh, and we've moved along a little bit. The the kid is in a different... They're in Chicago uh, during the Great Depression. Um, and basically, we're, we're, he's now trying to learn how to be a dragon trainer. Uh, is he older than he was before? No, he's still that same little kid with the scrawny neck and the big round head. He, yeah. I mean, he's a little older, but I don't think it's much, much later. Um and it was it was good. It was everything that I liked about the other one. It was just expanding on that world a little more. And, and one of the things that I'd say I didn't love about the other series is that you just didn't get a ton of it. I mean, I think we got four issues over the course of almost two years, as my as yeah. I think. Uh, so you know, it, it's good to see more of it. Uh, Joe Kelly's a, a, just a wonderful storyteller. And uh, I was I was surprised because wasn't the last one fully colored? I don't think so. I thought it they, was. They, they, they released a colored uh, trade. Yeah. I've got I've got two versions of it: a black and white version and a color version. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I just I just thought the the la or the the the, the monotone coloring, just like the the two colors. The blue, uh, blue yeah, paint. yeah. I I would like I would like to have seen this fully colored. That's my only complaint. Oh, that about didn't it. bother me at yeah. all. I really like the way that that Femur draws, and so all the black yeah. was was good for me. But yeah, anyway, that's back. Color. If that was a thing that you remember and liked, I think you should definitely check it out because more of it. Uh, yeah. Cool. Good book. Um, so we've been talking about Black Science with this new arc, the God World arc. The first two issues we thought were really, really strong. And uh, is it possible that the peak of an arc could be the the third issue, the middle of it? Because I read this issue and I was I was like I was I was I was rooting for Grant. I was uh, hooting and hollering. I think that's uh, the point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like talk talk about such a build up. Did you? I mean, did you guys read this? Or yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like like uh, again the the exercising of demons and the dealing with the with the with the the baggage and the a lot of father issues and family and things like that as Grant is climbing this this mountain um but then gets to the top and drops all his baggage and then at the end of it it's just like yeah all right it is on and like Remender just nailed it and uh with that uh the pacing I thought was just great and of course Scalera is just uh, is just stupid good it just it looks great there's the the panel where he ignites the machine with his imagination I was like oh that is awesome so uh, yeah, this is the hero moment. He's turning. Yeah. He's letting go of his past demons, and there's that a lot of psychoanalysis out. in this yeah. book. Lately. That always uh, works out. He'll be fine. Everything from yeah. here on, smooth sailing. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's no, but drama. I, I, that's how drama I just, works. I love this issue. I thought it was great. So cool. Uh, yeah, uh, Connor, did you did you check out Swamp Thing by any I, chance? I did, and I loved it. I was Josh. Did you? No, I, I was. Yeah. I think I looked at it, and then for some reason I was like, I don't want to read that. So <laughs> I was very surprised <laughs> when you put it on the list, Ron. Why is that here? Well, Con- Con- series, yeah. And um, and what 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 would get us to be interested in this, Connor? Well, it was written by Len Wein, the co-creator of Swamp yep. Thing, and you know a, a veteran of the comics industry, and art by Kelly Jones, who was an artist I hated as a kid when he drew Batman, but here he's perfect for Swamp Thing, and this is, takes Swamp Thing back into the horror genre, whereas the previous yep. run of this book in the New Fifty Two was him as a pure superhero. This is this is back into Swamp Thing as a horror character. There's a zombie, and yeah, it felt Fan- very much like an, a comic from 1987. Uh, um, the Phantom, the Phantom okay. Stranger, you know, classic Phantom Stranger. And anytime Phantom Stranger shows up, that okay, I'm gonna read this. You guys, it's, I'm good. Gets me to gets me to like it. This felt like a 1988, you know, issue of Swamp Thing, and I loved it. Yeah. I think I yeah. see Len Wein, and I think, oh, that's not, it's not, it's not gonna be good. But this is the right way to have Len Wein. Oh yeah, no, this is this is this is the Len Wein wheelhouse, as it were. Yeah. That's, so, yeah, that's fair. That's all right. Yeah. But, you know, keep in mind it's written like a 1987 comic, so Swamp Thing talks to himself out loud to yeah. narrate action and things like that. No so, problem with that. It was great. Um, I, I loved want, it. I wanted to uh, check back in. I'm doing a lot of checking in this week. That's what I'm doing on uh, Sheriff of Babylon. 
Number the two. The Sheriff of Babylon. The Sheriff. It's no longer the Sheriff of Baghdad, which is not a thing I noticed until I was looking at the cover, which is a thing I don't do enough. Um, from Tom King and Mitch Garrods. Um, it's they murder- changed the title? Yeah, they, they did. Oh, wow. I missed that. I don't know why. I, huh. I, mean, I, I could find out. I could do that. It's not the first time. Maybe there was a... No, the first issue I'm looking at here says the Sheriff of Babylon. I swear. Or maybe it was solicited originally as the Sheriff of Baghdad. I'm almost sure of it. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I maybe it was always Babylon and I didn't know. But I'm going to no, talk. That's weird. Yeah, there's a Sheriff of Baghdad is a, is, is a clothing company. Maybe that's why. Oh, oh no, 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 no. No, you were right. It, it was... Uh, here it is. In August, it was Sheriff of Baghdad. It was announced as Sheriff of Baghdad, but then they changed the title after solicitation uh, because of uh, – let's see. Where is it? Because of uh, – it's already, it's already being used by retired Sergeant Major John McPhee, who already has a company about to call that. So Fair there, enough. All right. So Josh was right. Okay. There so don't sound surprised. <laughs> I didn't mean so basically you've got you've – got, you're in uh, the green zone – uh, a long, not too long after the war. Let's see, two thousand four, um, and there was a murder, and and this guy's U.S. Uh, serviceman is trying to figure out what happened, and he hooks up with. I don't know. They say he's Iraqi police, but like it's he's just a weird person, at least in terms of what we think of as culturally normal or whatever. I suppose this Iraqi guy who's sort of leading him around and showing him things and explaining things, but not explaining them. Uh, super compelling to watch the two of them talk and hang out together and watch him smoke. Um, so it's basically like uh, it's almost a murder mystery, but it's a murder mystery that's going on at the same time where we're trying to figure out these this just entirely alien world and culture basically compared to what you know we're used to. Uh, and I think it's at first I was a little confused in the first issue. I wasn't really sure what to make of it, but with this uh, I found myself a lot more drawn in. And I don't tend to like. I know we talk, we do our war corner talk. I don't tend to like war stories about more recent wars as much morally as, ambiguous wars i, I have right. a really hard time it, i mean it was clear world war ii was simple it was this beat the nazis that was it was it was it was an easier time but also it's still going on and like i just don't i don't understand the the context of well, what i'm pretty sure we beat the nazis yeah. Yeah, yeah no no i no world well, war II, I connor let's be honest i mean <laughs> did we uh, did I mean, we? I'm not entirely convinced that, 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 that yeah, but anyway, <laughs> I, I basically, uh, to, I really enjoyed the second issue a lot more and I had a better sort of idea and a footing where we're on. And I think that I think Tom King is really, really talented. And I know that that's not like, but a lot of times when a new comic book person comes along, uh, you know, they've been, he's been kicking around for a couple of years doing mainstream stuff. Like you're like, oh, is it going to be pretty good? Or is he actually going to have something to say? And I think, you know, between the vision and this, and he's written novels, He's he's really got something that's it's interesting and unique, uh, and this is totally the kind of story that Mitch Garrett's, uh is going to excel on. So uh, I enjoyed it. Cool. Are we sure he's written novels, or is that the Tom King novelist that everyone confuses him with? No, he's definitely written a novel. It's upstairs on my bedstand. Okay. And I think there was a second one that came out, but I uh, I don't know for sure yet. Okay. Cool. Well, those are the week of the week's worth of books. Uh, it was a good a good start to the year. It was not too much. Yep. You know, good good amount. Nice, nice variance. It wasn't one of those weeks where I was like, "Oh, I have the pick." Oh crap! What am I gonna do here? Right. It wasn't. It wasn't a sea of three and a halves, which is a good week. Which you don't. Yeah, it was a solid week. Yeah, it was really good. Um, So, if you want to talk about these books or other books, you go to fanboy.com. They'll be posting this show, and you can discuss. There's a lot of books that came out this week, so we didn't get a chance to talk about all of them. But if you want to talk about them, you can do it at fanboy.com. And so we thought we'd take a quick moment, mostly because Ron uh, demanded that he get an explanation. 
Uh, let's talk about my, my adventures during our holiday break. How you spent your holiday vacation. How I spent my holiday vacation. Connor's pneumonia holiday. <laughs> Other than coughing and hacking up stuff, which I'm still doing. Um, so, uh, brief history. I, I moved to California five or so years ago and left me? my... Was that long ago? I know, yeah. I had to say... We had Go to, to hell. We, we had that conversation around the new, around new Year's in New York when yeah. we were hanging out. I was like, Jesus, it's been five years. Oh, my God. Uh, and uh, I left all my comics behind at the family storage unit. If you're an old viewer of the iFanboy video show, they often popped up in the uh, iFanboy minis we used to do. And uh, a couple of years after I moved, I got a call from my mom saying she was getting rid of the storage unit. So what are you going to do with all these comics? And I, sh- I, I, I stalled her for a while. Five years. <laughs> well, I'll fool you, but long enough. So, uh, you know, I, I promised her I'd take care of it when I got back home this year. And so uh, I did. So what I did this when I got home was... When you when you uh, say when you say take care of it, what do you mean by take care of it? You know, well, I there was about thirty some odd long boxes in her house, and uh, ended up going through every box, and I gave them away to a charity. Oh my god! Um, a really great charity called Housing Works in New York, and I think maybe they, they might be other places in the country too. But they uh, they help uh, people with AIDS and and and. All of their uh, they get they they're funded by a federal grant, so all of their proceeds of the stuff they sell goes to their, their charitable work. Um, I delivered ended up delivering twenty six long boxes to to the charity. Um, on, go to go to the location on Crosby Street in New York. You might buy some of my old comics there. I ended up keeping a couple of series, which I didn't think I was going to happen. But when I ended up going through all the boxes, I started getting a strong strong pull of nostalgia, and. Uh, Decided I couldn't give away everything, so I ended up keeping about four long boxes worth of of series that are that mean something to me, and then gave everything else away. Wow! Um, so what what did you keep? I kept Batman, I kept Detective, I kept Action, I comics, I kept Superman, I kept Avengers, and I kept Justice League. That's a lot. That's just like a lot of comics, Connor. <laughs> well, it's not. I mean, comparatively, not, <laughs> comparatively, they're not. It's like four long boxes worth. True. Um, yeah. uh, I also kept Astro City. And New Frontier. Oh, good for you. Um, but uh, um, yeah, I gave them away. It was hard. We we loaded them all up in a U in a U-Haul, took, drove them into Manhattan, dropped them off, and went and got a drink because it was a little weird. But was it? How did it feel? Was it? Did it? Did like? Did it hurt? Did your stomach? Did you? Uh, it it didn't. I felt a weird. I felt a weird weight lifted off my shoulders. To be honest with you. Yeah. Like I didn't have to worry about it anymore. I didn't have to worry about. What to do with them? The condition they're in, you know. Thinking about the future, what am I going to do with the, all these long boxes? Moving to California, I didn't have to think worry about anything anymore. They were just gone. And what I thought was, everybody wins. You know, I haven't seen these books in five years, so well, for all intents and purposes, right. they don't exist to me anymore. So now someone will buy them and enjoy them. They get uh, a new, they get a new life, right? Yeah. yeah, the charity will 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 do well, and I don't have to worry about it anymore. So and you get you get a pretty nice write off too. In the I get a pretty nice process. tax write off. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was tough. I tweeted out some photos, uh, put them on, on Instagram. So if you follow me there, you saw them already. But uh, it was a little strange. I'm not going to lie, but it wasn't as traumatic as I thought. Although I did need a drink afterwards. I did have yeah. one. I had an expensive scotch to celebrate the occasion. And then I moved on. But the thing is, I didn't get rid of all of them. I was looking through. I was like, I can't get rid of these Batmans. Like, yeah. you know, I remember reading this one. And I, so I kept, I ended up keeping some. But, uh, and they're going to wow. be slowly shipped to California. But I, they're gone. Where are those going to be? Yeah, the, the, we started boxing them up. They're going to be slowly shipped. Um, but uh, it, uh, I, I sent the photos to these two guys and immediately got a panic response from Ron. Uh, <laughs> what is going on? Um, 
but uh, I know Wait, can, we go, can, can we go before you talk about that? Can you go back to them being slowly shipped? Uh, does that does that mean you're gonna just gonna package up like ten of them and ship them at a time, or how does that? Work? <laughs> oh, I left I left materials and money for with my mom, and she's gonna handle yeah. that. They're okay. gonna find a, He's gonna find a Croatian girl and strap them all around her body yeah. like in The Wolf of Wall Street. If mm-hmm. if your mom if your mom is cool and I know she is, I would I would ha- I would send one a week. So so each each week like oh what comic am I getting now and like right. and relive relive the childhood. There you go. <laughs> so uh, it was I like it that. Was... At first I was gonna be like that sounds like a pain in the ass for her, but on the other side I was like you have a point there. That is neat. Right, yeah, think about that. Relive it, yeah. I, yeah. I thought about it, you know, there was, there was a point where I was on a slippery slope where I was like, oh, these are the books I'm saving. And then I was like, oh, but what about G.I. Joe? Well, what about, and I was like, nope, I have to stop because yep. this, otherwise I'll just end up saving them all. So uh, I made my hard choices and I am living with it. Wow. You know, you've come a long way mm-hmm. from where <laughs> we started. I mean, you were the, you know, paper till I die. Is yeah. where we started. And, well, uh, I still like trades. I still prefer trades. Yeah, no, I get that. I get yeah. that. But I still read paper books. Yeah. No, I mean, it's tough. I mean, and, and Lord knows, I mean, I had an incident in my apartment in uh, November uh, that, required <laughs> to, that required me to. Uh, I'm trapped, help! <laughs> that required me to uh, empty one of my closets, which is full of long boxes, and and uh, I think there's like 35 of them in there. And when I had them all, I had to, I literally had to uh, move the couch out of my living room to accommodate the boxes out of this out of out of the uh, out of the uh, closet. And I just, I, I remember looking at them like, oh dear God, what am I holding on to here? What am I, you know? Well, that was what, the thing. Like, I haven't, I literally haven't seen them in 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 yeah. half a decade. So it's like. Why am I keeping these? Yeah, sure, right, it'd be great right. in the future to have them in a house and have a kid read them, but yeah, those things may never happen. So at this point, uh, well, well, this conversation's getting deep. Well, you know, I may never have room for this. <laughs> I may always be living in an apartment in L.A. and, and yeah. I, would, I don't have the room for them in my current living situation. And I, yeah. I would suddenly be single if I said, "Here's 33 long boxes we got to figure out." But um, well, let's do the math on that. Let's. I just figured. <laughs> I've been married a long be- time. You may want to have a little talk with me about it. Someone else may get enjoyment out of these, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So I, I right, let well. them go. I let them so, go. So is this? I mean, yeah. I mean, if you love something, let it free. Is this personal growth? Like, do you feel like do you do you feel as if you are a better person now, or just well, let, me, uh, let me let me let me also reveal something I haven't revealed yet. <coughs> this, uh, is, this, oh. this will be a, oh, a slight oh, regression yeah. in the personal growth. So what I decided was I was looking through these, and I was I would I would page through a couple of issues here and there, here and there. Is that I really love the. Bronze Age, Silver Age comics. Like, that's my wheelhouse. That's what I grew up on. When I was a kid, I didn't like reading new comics. I liked buying back issues and reading the comics from the early 80s and the late 70s. So I'm going to pick a couple of series, and I'm going to start filling them out. I'm oh, going to wow. start. I'm fine. I'm, start. I'm, good. I'm good with that. I don't think that that's contradictory at all. <clears throat> no, I'm going to start totally like old, old Bronze Age Justice Leagues. or. I like Avengers. the idea that after all that we have been through in the world of <clears throat> comic books, uh, in it to various levels of professional... Uh, status like that feels like okay let's get back to this thoroughly yep. bit of it mm-hmm. and yeah. not in a weird creepy like uh, <laughs> like a nice way like I know you're not going to slab them all and wait no, for no, no, no. it's about uh, having those things yeah I, I, those are the books I read as a kid and loved and and uh, I'm uh, you know I'll, I'll pick up a, a book or just like here or there or an action comics here or there and, you can you rifle know. through a bin yeah. do the finger walking oh, yeah well, there's, so, there's 15 uh, so that's what I'm doing. That's that's my new plan as a comic fan. Is is uh, got rid of all, almost all my comics, keeping a couple of series, going to fill some of, some of them out as my life goal and see how that goes. Ron, are you still working on your 
Uncanny X Men run, or did you stop doing that? I pa- I paused on that. It went, yeah, just I haven't. I honestly, in terms of uh, comics as a hobby, um, you know, like I pretty much have, have halted all hobby like activities. Um, you know, ranging, you know, from what I would say is collecting, you know, collecting individual issues and then also not original you're not, art. You're not putting like, out the newsletter anymore? Not putting out the newsletter. No, I don't go to the meetings anymore. Right. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, well, I'm busy, you know, that, like, things, that, things, yeah. things, 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 yeah. But, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, and, and that's, that's the thing. It's like, like, you know, so, you know, seeing what you've done and then thinking about what am I going to do with my godforsaken albatross of a collection. Um, you know, I don't know if I would be able to, you know, get rid of all of them and, but keep X Men or not. I don't know. So, don't you live in the kind of place you could just put them on the side of the road oh yeah totally and they would put, just disappear yeah last year after thanksgiving oh, I, I, put, I put half i put half a turkey on the street and it was gone yeah. in five minutes. uh well, so. i put a puzzle i put a, Don't I, make I put people a who caught laugh um, um, yeah, no, things things just go. It's no problem. But no, but uh, but the thing is that then I'm also like, what's funny is when I think about it, I'm like, oh well, I'll just sell it because clearly it's worth something. You no, know, no. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, that's that, the thing. That <laughs> really is the question that people ask me and us a lot. Like, what do I do with these? And I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't I know. I like, that. It's just not worth. It's just not uh, worth it. The time yeah. and effort to sell, and yeah. I figured it was better to give it to a charitable organization that would benefit from it as opposed to mm-hmm. a comic store. But even yep. that question is like it's hard to find what to do with them in that instance. Well, it was. Yeah. It was I had to find one that was willing to accept twenty six long boxes. Yeah, right. And uh, the first place I went to didn't want them, and then the second place said, "Oh yeah, we love selling comics. We do really well with that." So, so uh, that, you know, worked out for everybody. All right. Wow. They even have a staff apparently of three people on their staff who just deal with their comics. Yeah. Who you know catalog them, price them. Oh, that's, that's great. A, that's a job you can feel good about. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so there you go. If you're in New York, uh, the the uh, uh, the housing works on Crosby Street is where my comics are. If you want to buy any mail, oh, you know what? A lot of them are a lot of them are uh, signed. So uh, you might find. Oh wow, jeez. By you, you just signed them all as you were given. Yeah, them all? I signed them all. Just <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? Some random ones are drawn in from you know. <laughs> Find those. That'll be a nice, nice surprise for you if you find one of those. But so no, a lot of them when I went to used to go to cons, comic signer in there. Yeah. A lot of like like '90s era comics, a lot of Dan Jurgens, right, yeah. Jerry Ordway. Nice. So there you go. Well, that's a, that's a, a little bit of the shakes when I was doing it, but it's over now. And there you go. I it's got to be like exercise, like like. Uh, I just feel good afterwards. Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. So all right. It was well. weird watching them go, watching them wheel down the sidewalk, but. You know. I mean, that's like 20 years of your life, man. Oh, it's more than that. Don't. don't. Don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. All right. So all let's right. talk about another thing that we obsess on. Uh, if you haven't, uh, go back and make sure you check out Goodfellas Minute. It's our other podcast that we do. Uh, five days a week, we are going through Goodfellas, the excellent film, minute by minute. Uh, you can find that at goodfellasminute.com. And, We're a little uh, over halfway done with the movie. Yeah. yeah. God. It takes, it's, a, it's a lot of work. <laughs> uh, it turns out. It's, it's but it's a, fun. It's, oh, point? it's super fun, but it's a long <laughs> yeah. movie is what I'm saying. Yeah, we're gonna. It goes. You know, the show's gonna go till till second week of April. So we're we still got a lot of show left. So catch yep. up. Get get on. It's not going anywhere too. So you know, you, it's all a, it's all a piece. It's a large. Well, I plan to delete all the episodes from from our account as soon as we were done recording. Yeah, like you got a week to finish. Yeah. <laughs> go check that out. 
All right. Um, and if you like, uh, if you enjoy this uh, this comic talk, head over to ifanboy.com where you can uh, leave a comment on this show and uh, say what you thought of the recent uh, uh, recent comic releases. Talk with the other ifanboy community. Um, if you have any questions for us or if you want to participate in the show, you can always email us at contact at ifanboy.com. We love hearing from you. We got some great emails over the break, and we're gonna get back to them next week. Um, and you know, we want to make this a two way street. We want to hear from you. We want to you know we'll get, have the back and forth. Uh, so yes, yeah, so do all that. Go to ifanboy.com, check it all out. Go to facebook.com slash ifanboy uh, to follow us on Facebook. And if you're on Twitter, you can find us at, at ifanboy, or you can follow us individually. You can find Josh at, at J.A. Flanagan, Connor at C.S. Kilpatrick, and I am at Ron XO. And uh, if you like the show, if you uh, or this show, any podcast you like, go to iTunes, write a review. It helps people find podcasts. It's what it's it's. You know, it's it's it helps. It's one of the yeah. things you can do. And actually, this is our new goal in 2016. So, oh, we have a new goal. Years, yeah, a couple of years ago, remember we were trying to get to uh, 1,000 uh, ratings, and we did. We're ratings. currently at 1,060. Let's get to 1,000 reviews. We've got 900 and uh, oh no, we're over. We're we're at 731 customer reviews. So, let us get to a thousand let's do that let's make this audacious goal let's, let's go to the moon let's go to the moon in this decade wow uh 731 current reviews let's get to a thousand. that was wonderful by the way that was great that yeah. was i mean like bravo <laughs> um so let's try it let's see what happens let's do it let's be crazy Benign podcaster <laughs> so uh go to itunes leave a review for this show for any show you listen to it really helps everyone appreciate it. go let's go leave a review for tom versus because he's back Yes, that was great. It was wonderful. Maybe it alienates an audience that we're constantly making references to the 60s and prior <laughs> decades. Possibly. This is comics, man. Everything's about making references. That's an excellent yeah. point. All right, play ball. That's it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. We're back. We're energized. We'll talk about more comics this year. I'm Connor. I'm Ron. And I'm Josh. Yo, the world is yours. The world is yours. To everybody in Brooklyn. Y'all know the world is yours. The world is yours, everybody in Mount Vernon. The world is yours, long 